Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When somebody tells you to sit down and be quiet, sometimes you need some malicious compliance. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, it wasn't in your contract requirements. This story came from an IT coworker who previously worked at a recently expanded data center and was indirectly involved with the legal mess. The data center's company determined that a redundant internet connection was needed and reached out to a few internet service providers with a list of the data center's requirements. One of the service providers underbid the heck out of everyone else. The coworkers expressed concerns over that, but management didn't care because the service provider assured them that they would meet all of the requirements. Some long time passed and they heard nothing further from the service provider after the contract was signed. Strange. As the date of the service start approached, the service provider was asked when they were going to visit the data center for a site survey to start their connection. The service center requested specifications of the data center's connection infrastructure to the internet. Data center said they had no redundant fiber connections and they were expecting the service provider to do the installation work. The email response from the service provider included new people in the email chain. Turns out the requirement didn't specifically state that the service provider had to build the cable infrastructure to connect the data center. The service provider's legal team insisted that the contract only required the service provider to allow the data center to access the internet, and the service provider assumed the data center already had the physical infrastructure in place for the tap to be turned on. When the company pushed to have the contract cancelled, the service provider's legal team insisted that the company had already agreed to a one-year contract and they would pay up full even if they couldn't use the internet due to the lack of cables. The outcome of the hostile closed-door negotiations was that the company backed out of the contract by paying the service provider a sum of money that was equivalent to a few months of service and restarting the bidding, this time with the requirements significantly rewritten. When the same service provider put their offer in again, for some reason, it was rejected immediately. That's hilarious that the same company was like, hey, why not try to double dip? Lord knows they would have had another loophole that somehow got them into giving like no service and getting rich off of it. Regardless of right or wrong, at some point this company is going to go catch a lawsuit and good luck to them. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, yes sir, we do expect payment up front. A little background info, I live in a popular tropical tourist destination and one of my jobs is as crew on a snorkel boat. I set up the boat before the trip, lifeguard, give history about the area, etc. My captain is also the owner of the business, so what he says goes, and knows the local waters like the back of his hand. Our company consists of him, me, and his girlfriend who manages bookings, phones, and emails. We aren't low quality, but we don't offer full meals or entertainment on board and focus solely on the snorkel experience. Because of that, compared to the larger boats, our private charters are lower cost than most competition. 
In turn, we often get penny-pincher people. Onward to the main story, a family of 22 had been hounding our office before they even arrived to our location, our office's words. They were pushy and trying to get discounts and free upgrades, so I was already dreading this charter. Generally, we take a card number and charge it before the charter, but this group was adamant about paying cash. Office and captain said fine, but told me to get payment before getting them on the boat. Our boat is 50 feet long and stays moored offshore a few hundred yards, so we use a water taxi to ferry from the shore to the boat. I get dropped off to get payment, check the group in, and give them pre-boarding info. I walked up to the main guy paying for everything to start the process, and that's when things went downhill. The guy said, hello, which boat are we going on? I point to our boat and say, that pretty one right there. He said, that's not the boat we're going on. I said, yes it is, there isn't any other boat, sir. He said, no, the boat looks like this and shows me a photo of the boat from our website. I said, yes, sir, that is the same boat. We just had the bottom and paint replaced a month ago. I guess our office hasn't updated our website. Sorry about the confusion, but I assure you it is the exact same boat. He says, well, I don't think you're trying to deceive me, but then why would they send me that photo? I said, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what to tell you. It is the same boat. He said, well, I think we need to go out and inspect it and look at it before we decide to go and pay for it. I said, I'm sorry, sir, that's not how this works. We already have set the boat up for the charter and blocked any other bookings to accommodate your private charter. You can pay and we can take your family out for their excursion, or you can decide not to go. We haven't received payment from you, so we have no obligation to you and no money to return. What would you like to do? He said, then we don't want to go on the boat. I said, okay, sir. Sorry it didn't work out. You and your family have a good day. I picked up my stuff, turned around, got in the water taxi, and left them on the shore. As we rode away, I could already see the guy on the phone trying to call the office. I called his bluff, and he was panicking because his whole family just heard him say that they didn't want to go, even though a lot did. Got back to the boat and explained to Cap what happened. He said it sounds like he doesn't want them on his boat anyway, and they're lost. We had planned to refuel after their trip, but decided to do it now since we now had the morning open. They were still on the shore when we left, but were gone when we got back. Once back on the shore, the other guys who run activities in the same area told us the group had hung around for about an hour. I guess the guy was very convinced we would come crawling back, but when we didn't, the family started fighting since many had still wanted to go. Now they had to try and find another boat that has 22 spaces open and will most likely cost two to three times more than us. It was totally worth waking up early without pay. I just don't even understand what kind of dumb stuff this guy was on. Take me out there so I can inspect the boat? To what, make sure it properly floats? Was it like their sly way of trying to get to or on the boat for free or something? Were they really going to go out there and look at it and say, oh, this isn't right, or oh, that isn't right, or this isn't what you told me, therefore I demand a discount? Like as if OP, who's only there to collect the money and ferry them, would have been able to do anything at all? That said, our next story is, asked for super spicy wings, got malicious compliance by the cook. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. In the time before time, when I was in college, a buddy of mine and I used to go to Buffalo slash Chicken Wings night every Monday at the local joint in New York, so the wings were legit. Except a certain level hot was never really that spicy. Just a bunch of Tabasco. One day, we were really jonesing for hot. We had physically seen the cook in prior visits. Big burly and don't screw with me type of person. I told the waiter to write down our directions to the cook. We said, T-Belate says you cannot make these wings spicy enough for them because you like small boys and are not enough of a man to make them hot. He first refused to write that down. We slipped him a $10 bill, big money back then, and said, just blame us. A pitcher of crap beer and one dozen wings for each came out. They smelled spicy, so we were stoked. Had one bite of one wing. Immediately chugged our 16-ounce beer because, oh my god, how did he make them this spicy on a whim? We each ate the remainder of the very first wing. That pitcher of beer was annihilated. We hadn't noticed, but the cook was sticking his head out the door watching us. At this point, he's crying from laughing so hard. Comes over and says he'll make us a fresh order. Those were the ones sitting at the very bottom of the prep bucket for hours. Had been soaking in the chili peppers and etc. And they never served them as a rule. We told him that wasn't right. We demanded hyper spicy. He delivered. It was our responsibility to finish them with a smile. We immediately called two friends, told them in two hours we'd need to be picked up because we'd be hammered and they'd have to come drive us in my car home. They were baffled as it was a Monday night but agreed. Took two full hours and three pitchers of beer each but we finished them. We stayed as quiet as we could given how much pain we were in. Thankfully the restaurant was always 50% full. The cook came out to give us a high five and asked, I'm betting you won't ask for ultra spicy again, right? No, sir, we will not. You've beaten us and we acknowledge your superiority. We left a monster tip and our sober friends drove us home. Made both of us sit in the back seat of my car as they didn't want to risk anyone throwing up in their car or on one of them as the driver. Epilogue 12 far hotter than suicide buffalo wings didn't just burn on the way down. Thankfully, we lived with only college students who heard, oh my god, please end me now, from the bathroom for 48 hours after that. Best wings ever. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm a wimp when it comes to spice. Now, I do enjoy some regular hot wings with ranch, but the idea of having these wings and eating these wings is like a torture device to me. Our next story is, never mind, micromanaging makes it appear that I'm wasting your time. I'm a developer on a small software team. For some reason, years ago, boss asked that we email them a detailed report at the end of each day. They suddenly wanted to know exactly how we spent every minute. No problem, boss. However, two days in, this was no longer required and hasn't been since. 
Boss worked from home while coworkers and I worked from the office. Boss was constantly sending email, requesting virtual meetings. Some days we were on a call nearly 8 hours. Other days there might be several shorter virtual meetings throughout the day. I guess seeing it in black and white, how much of our time was spent literally doing nothing at their request was a bit too much. Coworkers and I made sure to detail every individual meeting and its duration. So they just occupy their employees' time all day? They force you into a virtual meeting and chit-chat for 8 hours? I mean, what are you doing? Are you just vibing together and pretending that it's like some kind of work? This next story is the one where my grandfather obeys his mother. I recently remembered a story my grandfather told me years ago. Many, many, many moons ago, when he was a young lad, he went out with friends on Saturday, as you do. The hours went by, resulting in him straggling in at home on Sunday morning, as sometimes happens. His mother, my great-grandmother, was understandably none too pleased. You are bringing shame on us coming home at this hour. You're meeting the good people going to church rambling home. Don't do it again, she said. My grandfather obliged. Of course, he didn't want to upset his mother by meeting the churchgoers while coming home from a night out. So the next weekend, he came home on Sunday afternoon. I mean, hey, does she have much room to complain? They had their wild night and then went out and met the churchgoers rambling home. I'm assuming OP's grandfather just had to watch out for the slap flying towards their head. Our next story is, manager wished he hadn't made me come in when I was ill. So I used to work as a waiter, and anyone who was or is a waiter knows that when you call in ill, they never believe you. They always think you're pulling a sickie. Anyway, one day I'm throwing up loads throughout the night, so I have to call in sick at 10am that morning. 10am comes, I'm feeling awful, I call up and my manager answers. He starts calling me a liar, saying I'm screwing him over, questioning me about what I ate, And then when I said I hadn't eaten any chicken, he said I must be lying because why else would I be sick? Anyway, long story short, he threatens to make my job heck if I don't come in. So screw it, I went in. We were hosting a big table event, and my manager and I were out front presenting the food to the table. It was a fancy restaurant. I have to leave halfway through as I feel ill, and my manager, when he comes to the back, forced me to see him in the office. I said I needed to stay by the toilet, but he said no, I had to come. So screw it, I went. He sits me down and starts giving me a bollocking. After about a minute, my nausea gets really bad. I lean over and throw up all over him. He looks horrified. I get sent home. You know, if somebody calls in sick and you call them out on it, not only I think is that breaking the law in a lot of places, but it's already a terrible look. But if they're there and they probably don't even look good, I'm assuming OP probably looked pretty flushed. And they say, I kinda need to stick by a toilet right now. What else did this guy expect? The only silver lining here is, is if OP wants to continue working here, at least they'll probably never call them out when they do take a sickie. This next story is, sit down and be quiet. Sure thing. This happened in Sweden about 40 years ago, and even if my memories may be a bit hazy, the gist of the story is absolutely true, even if the details are a bit off. I had bought an old clunker of a car to get to my new job, and when I say clunker, that is being nice. It was mainly held together by gaffa tape, and it cost me a whopping $100, kind of temporary until I got my first paycheck. On my way home, one of the few police cars in my small town, around 25,000 people, 
pulled me over, which was indeed understandable as it was around midnight and the car being what it was. But it was actually roadworthy and their issue was with the road tax. They said it was unpaid and that it was illegal to drive the car. However, they knew who I was because my dad was the district court judge. So they allowed me to drive home while following me, so I'd actually go home, I guess. I complied, of course. When I parked outside our house, they said they had to take the plates off the car and that I could pay the tax the next day, go to the station, show the receipt, and get the plates back. Fine, I said. They started rummaging in the trunk of their car and discovered someone had pilfered their toolbox. I offered them to take the keys instead, but nah. They asked if I had a screwdriver in my car, and I said no, had just bought it. I started to talk about other options, but the boss cop told me to just go sit in the car and stay quiet. Not another word from you, little Missy Lind of Attitude. I complied, of course. I was just about to say I could fetch a screwdriver from the tool shed, but they weren't interested in that. I do think they were worried that I'd wake the judge. Oh, horror. Or not. So they opted to call the one other car they had roaming the town that night, a canine unit. And that got noisy. We lived near the park, so of course those cops figured it was an opportunity to let the dog stretch their legs. Sigh. Well, I obeyed orders. Sat there, was quiet. They were not. First my father came out in his robe and slippers looking slightly frazzled and confused. Not exactly someone to be afraid of but I just sat there as instructed because I knew what would come next. My mother. What are you doing with my daughter? Well, it went downhill from there. Don't think my dad said a word, but my mom certainly ripped them a new one and got kind of famous on our street the next few days. Could have been a very quiet and nice interaction here, but well, they wanted to make a big deal about the missing tax payment. So a big deal they got for 10 cents. If anybody's curious, by the way, 10 US cents 40 years ago is worth the equivalent of 30 cents nowadays. To be honest with inflation, I kind of thought it would be even more. But I think that especially highlights how ridiculous this whole situation was. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.